Support for Insanity Podcast is brought to you by... Welcome to Season 2 of the Insanity Podcast. Since our last episode, Micah has continued his position as a new member of the South Carolina House of Representatives. Mo moved to D.C. for a new job, and Donald Trump was elected president. So you're living up in D.C. now. What is that like uh, under your president? Uh, now that's insane. We're talking the past, present, and future about one thing we can all disagree on. Politics. South Carolina. This is the Insanity Podcast. It's with your hosts, Michael Caston and Marcus Brown. <laughs> You're a second antagonist, you know that. Um, it is uh, very interesting. Um, you know, full disclosure, I've only been up here for three solid weeks, and I've been really busy trying to figure out my life. So I haven't got the whole essence of DC and I imagine that'll take some time to do, but yeah, you do have your protest. Um, you know, you hear the, the helicopters flying over and you'd be thinking like, what in the world? It's no fly zone. What's going on? It's just, it's an interesting time up here for sure. And I would imagine that it will continue to stay that way for a while. Um, until the, you know, president Trump, uh, wow. I just said president Trump, <laughs> um, gets into the, Flow of things and get a little bit more educated on governing and get out of campaign mode into policy mode. So we'll see. Do you think that day is coming? Do you think that there is an end to the campaign? Or uh, is, yeah. is this is this a new is this a new paradigm of the the perma campaign slash governance? I think it has to be one or the other. Um, I don't I don't think both of them can remain to 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 be the same. Um, I think there has to be some shift to actually governance and doing the status quo because I don't believe that the pace that we're on and picking fights with whomever disagree with him will be a lasting um, approach to him standing in his presidency. You know, you can't do but so much uh, before uh, the people that you're pointing the finger at start pointing the finger back at you. And that may be a little bit worse than you're expected. So I, I think one of the two has to, have to give and um, we'll see what happens here. What's your what's your thoughts there? Oh, I don't have I don't have thoughts anymore. I just uh, uh, the best part about it being elected official is I don't have to think anymore. People do it for me usually okay. in e- usually in emails, occasionally uh, uh, phone calls. People just tell me what to think about everything. Uh, well, that's perfect. <laughs> that's a perfect segue into I mean, what's going on with you now that you uh, House representative for the state of South Carolina. I mean, how's that experience? That's oh, good, man. It's uh been fun. A lot more, a lot more good quality people than I expected, quite frankly. Um, it's really, you know, and again, maybe this is just my ignorance speaking, but it, it's a lot more diverse uh, composition than you might imagine. Um, okay. A lot of really talented people, but uh, you know, the challenges that that we are facing in South Carolina, while gargantuan. Um, you know, certainly don't rise to the same level as some of the things that we see uh, on the national level. Um, you know, just today and today, uh, for those of you who are listening uh, later, which I guess by definition is everybody. I, uh, well, we didn't tell them what the day is. I guess we should yeah. tell them what the day is. It is Monday, February 20th, 2017. 2017. How about that? Got a new national security advisor. We did. We did. What, what's your thoughts on him? General, uh, what is it, McMaster? McMaster, not to be confused with Governor with McMaster. Governor McMaster, that's two different people. Um, 
Yeah, right? Like, I feel like I should change my name to Mick Caskey just so I can get confused. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> uh, no, it's a solid hire. Uh, I have read some of General McMaster's uh, works in the past, in the previous life when I was a Marine Corps officer. Um, some of his writings were required reading, so it's exciting to see someone with a depth of uh, mil- professional military knowledge um, taking the reins there at the NSC. So that's, that's okay. a good thing. Um, good. you know, one of the things that, uh, separates General McMaster, uh, maybe some, from some of his peers is when he was writing his PhD, uh, at, uh, University of North Carolina Chapel Hill, he wrote extensively on some of the systemic flaws of the approach to the Vietnam War. Um, it was sharply critical of generals at the time, uh, particularly the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and raising objections to uh, both President Nixon and Secretary of Defense, uh, McNamara and others. So given that, uh, his career has largely risen, you know, for, for a lot of reasons. So I don't want to say it was just his academic work, but given that that's been a part of his life, to see him now be in a place uh, in the Trump administration, which, again, over the last couple of weeks, seems to not value dissenting opinions. I don't know. I'm not on the inside. I read the news like everybody else. But seems like the Trump administration doesn't value those dissenting opinions. And yet here is uh, a new national security advisor who uh, certainly has been renowned uh, for his uh, advocacy of uh, generals speaking up. I don't know. Kind of neat. We'll see yeah, what happens. Well, well, I mean, I mean, I guess I think you so eloquently pointed out it hasn't been a uh, administration that is for dissent comments at all. You know, I mean, anything from picking a war with the media, literally call them the media, the enemy of the people, and then you know the Michael Flynn situation, General Michael Flynn, and all that per se. Um, to hear all the pundits uh, speak on General McMaster and. You know, the, the, the recurring theme I heard throughout the day was that he is his own man, that if he's not being able to dive in and give you a fair, independent um, um, assumption or, 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 or view on something, then he's not going to give it, which is contrary to what we've seen so far in this presidency. So that was a breath of fresh air to hear everyone I'm almost unilaterally say that this is a guy that is going to always give you his opinion based off the information that he can pull in through various uh, sources. So hopefully, you know, with him in place and the uh, ever-growing threats that seems to be on the horizon here, whether that's North Korea or Russia, um, keeping uh, ships right outside of our, our uh, international waters here and whatever it is, it seems to be a good thing to have General McMaster there in place. We got a whole lot of new money though. <laughs> hey! Raindrops. Drop top. Drop top. So, let me just ask you this, Dan. How did we get to this point? And, and more, I guess more importantly, where do we go from here? Um, you know, those are two good questions, and I don't know if I have the exact answer. I don't know if anyone does, but you know, from my opinion, you know, I feel like we are exactly where Donald Trump wants us to be. You know, he campaigned on a lot of the issues that he's bringing to the forefront, you know, whether that was, you know, building a wall, you know, being more tough on 
uh, immigration, um, uh, going after trade deals that is uh, more, um, I guess, winning for American companies, etc. So he's trying to put the people in place to help him um, fulfill those um, campaign promises and, you know, the uh, immigration uh, law or travel ban that went into place. And I don't know if ban is the correct word. To me, was evidence of him trying to keep his campaign promises. Now, was it executed well? I mean, obviously, it's well documented at this point that it wasn't. But I think the people of America spoke. Um, I think there was a gross under um, estimate of how many Midwest white people who were really angry. And, you know, it's funny now that I'm on the other side. Obviously, I didn't vote for Donald Trump. But then in my whole adult life, I voted for Barack Obama twice. Those were two elections I've been able to vote for. And knowing that feeling of winning and then being on the opposite side of it and actually losing the election, it made me take a step back and start saying, well, wow, if I felt this way, that other people who didn't support Barack Obama in 08 and then in 2012, did they feel this way? And, and, and it made me reassess how I thought about some things. And it was very clear to me that people really are fed up with government, like to the point where they were um, willing to say, let's just throw a bombshell in this thing and see what happens. And that's currently where we're at. We're at see what's happened give this man some rope, let him do his thing, and then maybe, maybe from a country, we'll become a better place and he can make America great as he promised. So that's kind of a long-winded answer to where we're at right now. And I don't know if I've really cleared it up, think, but that's why I think we are. Do you think that, uh, do you think that President Trump has done anything right? Wow, <laughs> that is a loaded question. Um, I mean, obviously, he's done something right. I mean, hell, he's in office right now. So. No, no, no. Beyond just winning the election, do you think uh, from a policy standpoint, is there anything that he has done, to your knowledge, that you agree with or support? Um, you know, I, I think that his approach on trade, you know, forcing us to look at our trade deals and is it really benefiting Americans? Um it's, it's a good debate to have, you know, whether that's border um, tax adjustment and how we you know, tax. I'm not going into all the details on how we tax on either export or imports. Um, it, it has forced us to look at trade deals that could put us in a bad position, which is a good thing. And believe it or not, I also think that you know, it's going to I got to I got to choose my work carefully here his, <laughs> att his his attack on the media has not necessarily been a bad thing i i think he overstates um things way, way too much, much and, and i think, think it's, it's almost borderline dangerous but at the same time there is some truth that our media um has become way too partisan um to, to the, the point, point where opinions trump no pun intended there, um, fact. And I mean, there's a whole movie, Anchorman. Um, there's a few movies now, Anchorman, that talks specifically on this subject. So I, I, I think him attacking the media the way he has, has forced the media to even look 
um, at themselves and try to slow down a little bit. Make Don't be so reckless with putting out information before the fact checks and the sources are being checked. So I think that's good. Now, I don't know if that's directly contributed to Donald Trump. Maybe that's an indirect um, benefit of his um, stance towards the media. But I do think those two things that rise to the top of my head has been a positive um, in the weirdest way possible. And I will throw that question back to you at this point, Michael. Which, which question? Um, has Donald Trump did anything right? Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, I mean, pretty clearly. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I do, I, I sometimes wonder about his approach and his tact and the language, uh, but the willingness to engage in areas that have been sacrosanct uh, in American government for so long, for example, to question, uh, you know, the, the validity of, maybe validity is the right, wrong, right, wrong word, um, but to question our approach to foreign policy, uh, I think is, is something that lands with me. Uh, you know, um, our willingness to engage in you know, foreign adventurism as a, a way of solving uh, issues or conflicts, I, I certainly wonder about. Then again, I also wonder, um, and maybe is the pl- one of the societal pluses I, I see is that, you know, uh, People seem more willing to engage in the idea that uh, what exactly is the president's power? And now that the shoe is on the other foot and there's this guy in office that I don't agree with, maybe I am willing to consider the possibility that um, his uh, unfettered authority to make decisions, uh, military decisions, isn't necessarily such a good thing. And that maybe... Again, I've spoken on this uh, soapbox point a thousand times, but maybe Congress's abdication of its responsibility to declare war is not such a good thing uh, when you consider the fact that Donald Trump could literally launch nuclear weapons with no oversight. Right. I mean, he could he could literally end the world, and no, there is no mechanism to stop it. Right. Um, and I mean, I think even adding on to that point is the trade deals. I mean, he literally at this point has almost unilaterally ability to slap a tariff on anything, at least up to 90 days, which can offset any market for 90 days if you're importing, whether that's the U.S. or international companies per se. Um, and there's conversations now, I think it was the Commerce Act, um, International Trade Act of uh, 1974, I believe, that basically gave this power to the president. Now, um, I forgot the senator name, uh, but he's looking into reining in some of that ability um, that the president currently have to be able to slap tariffs that could be um, adversely affecting um, our uh, economy. So, sure. I, I, so think, I think I think to your, your point, point, like, like you, you were saying, saying that people are now really trying to understand what power does the president has, and do we excuse me have and do. And do we want to continue to allow him to have as much as he does? Right, which I think is a very important thing because it's all well and good when you agree with the guy who's making the decision. Um, you know, it's like, well, eh, these executive orders are a good thing. And all of a sudden the shoe is on the other foot and you go, well, maybe it's not such a good thing. And as somebody who is a, a process-oriented guy, I, I am encouraged by the fact that more and more Americans are – 
paying attention and asking questions about, you know, whether or not it's a good thing that we have uh, ceded to the executive branch so many of the powers which are enumerated to be congressional uh, in nature. So whether that's trade or the military, um, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that it, at the end of the day we come out with a stronger, um, you know, citizenry who is excited about having the government that they want. And uh, I think that's a good thing for sure. So I, I think that's a good segue into another question. Um, do you feel, and this is completely prognosticating at this point, um, in four years under Trump, would we, will we be a better off America? Whether it's from what he does directly, his intentions, or the byproduct of him making decision that is contrary to Americans and their beliefs. Um, where, do, where do you think we're at four years down the road? As long as the price of tequila isn't changed, I think that I can support it. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, Senator Lindsey. <laughs> yeah, right? Right. For a while with his hate yeah. on the Fourth Amendment, but uh, right, right. start talking about tequila. <laughs> I mean, I, I, Mucho I'm sad. Like, that was that was go, bro. <laughs> right? That was go. <laughs> um, my my take is, yeah, I think we're going to be in a better place. I, I do. I you know understand some of the frustration and fear. Um, I don't judge people for for having those fears. Uh, I, I don't. Um, you know, I, I think that's a. a a good thing that people are paying enough attention to be fearful. Um, mm -hmm. Frankly, I would have told you that you should have been fearful long, much longer ago, but right. um, you know, I'm a firm believer that the power and strength of America is not in its government, but is in its people. And so um, if we get more people engaged, I think that's for the better. Um, yep. Yep. And at the end of the day, I, I do have a lot of faith in the individuals who are out there, uh, fighting uh, for um, not just their their cause, but people who are fighting for a, a good governance system, people who are professionals in the various bureaucracies that we have, that, that they're going to do the right thing um, to drive things forward. Uh, I, you know, I, I do. I, I do think that we're going to be better off. I think that the Trump administration, while inartful, has driven the conversation around a lot of serious issues that uh, are, are confronting America, whether that is the opiate epidemic, whether that is illegal immigration, whether that is trade, uh, or any, other, uh, any number of other things. Taxes. Uh, taxes. Um, mm -hmm. you know, the, the list goes on. Well, I would agree with that. And, and again, you know, if anything hasn't happened at this point, one thing for sure has that people are talking. Like, it, it doesn't matter where you're at, if it's in uh, Starbucks or if it's in a library or you're at school, people are having conversations that in the past has been very touchy and difficult to do. And because of Trump and his positions and the way he, he speak on things, he has brought down the PC nature of this society, which has been in place way too long. And I agree with him. We have to be able to have real conversations 
um, based off real feelings and real people's opinion without coming to absolutely absolute conclusions, if that makes sense. Like, I think that we too often take someone's opinion and then by their opinion, we try to make them be something that maybe they're not. Um, and I think it's forcing people to take a step back and say, wait a minute, well, why do you really feel that way? How can you vote for you know, Barack Obama in two elections, then go vote for Donald Trump in the next election? Seemingly someone who um, doesn't meet up with anything that Barack Obama stood for. And, and so that, you know, you, you reverse it back and then you start having these deeper conversations, you really understand that people just want to see the government change. They're tired of um, going on as business as usual. Where fat cats continue to get fat and the poor cats still remain poor. Um, and I think through this exercise, four years from here, we'll have a less sensitive um, society um, who's willing to open up dialogue that is not necessarily easy to do all the time because of where we at politically, more people getting involved and want to see a better America. So we'll see, but I, I, I think we're both in agreement here that we're going to have a better America in four years. Can I just tell you, do we, do we tell everybody that we changed the recording, uh, how we're doing this? Did you, did you um, explain that? You should tell them. Should we tell them? What you mean? Tell them, like, tell them how we're recording. We're not in my house anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're not in the house anymore. I'm in D.C., obviously, um, as we said at the beginning of the show, and Micah is in Columbia. So we're doing this through a phone, and I'm doing it on my computer, and we're overlaying some things. So Right? Yeah. So here's why, <laughs> here's why I bring that up. Uh, it is much harder to make faces at you and cut you off when you're, you're like, on a on a on a – so oh, Durant. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I felt myself getting there too. Yeah, well, I, I was. I had something that was really funny, and I don't remember what it was now. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, not sorry. Um, no, I'm I'm excited to be back on the horn with you for season two. Um, we we certainly. Uh, have a lot coming down the pipe to talk about. A lot, a lot, for sure. Uh, we've got a new distribution deal where we're quasi-professional. Um, yep. Uh, that reminds me, I still haven't done the paperwork that I was supposed to do. But Come on, dude, step up. Do well, I supposed to do some paperwork, paperwork too? No, no, no. I, I mean, as your lawyer, I was going to do some okay. paperwork for us. That's what I thought. Yeah. Well, listen, I think maybe this is a good place to tell everybody thank you for, for coming back for season two. Um, I agree. Insanity podcast. And we're, we're excited. We're going to have a great time. Um, it may even be easier to do record. I don't know. We'll see about that. But we'll see. We'll work through it. So bear with us on our first episode on the phone. And, um, I can't throw anything. One thing I, I do know that I don't have to threaten um, I could jump over the table and whoop his. Yeah, right. You know, I feel like you know, safer. I feel like you safer. should. You should. <laughs> I can't reach through the phone. As my mom used to say, I'm going to read through this phone, but I can't. I can't. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> that, that actually makes me more scared. Is, is your mom still, I think, wants to be. <laughs> she said she has not forgot. Yeah, uh, I forgot. <laughs>
that one episode I was thinking about the other day because I had a moment where I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it's great, dude. Anyway, um, well, look, great. thank you to everybody for tuning in to another episode of the Insanity Podcast. Uh, you know, as I always say, you know, we don't have to agree, we just have to care. And uh, yeah, yeah, man, um, you know, I'm glad that we're doing it again. I think it's necessary. Discussion is necessary. Um, and the more that we do it, the more we understand each other and uh, we'll grow from it. So uh, let's keep doing it, man. Give the people what they want or what they don't want. Doesn't matter because we're going to do it anyway. But we out. Peace. Hasta luego.